Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, lucky episode number 13. Officially. Am I wrong on that? You're looking at me perplexed. No, I just don't know why 13 is lucky. You should unlucky. Is that, I thought that was a lucky number. 7 and 13. I don't know. 7 is. Well, seven is obviously ask. number nine is right there, judging by that yeah. sweet hat you're wearing, Ramsey. It's it fun. Depends on the on, on who you ask, I guess. But okay. yeah, episode thirteen officially underway here, broadcasting, recording, I should say, from the Mina True Value in Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. Studio host Ramsey Thompson. Ramsey, how you doing, buddy? Awesome, bud. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We uh, we got a special delivery. Got to give the earliest shout out here. Mama Fish coming in clutch. Mama Fisher, thank you. Making us root for Wisconsin show cookies. We had fish cookies. There's some monkey knife fight cookies. She, she nailed topped it. it. She had she baked all day. She frosted all day. Sweat. What a lovely lady. Sweating over the stove for you Mama boys. Fish. Mama Fish coming, coming in through clutch. clutch. <laughs> Speaking of monkey knife fight, our partner's over there too. We want to give you money. Ramsey, how we do this weekend? You know what? We bombed. Ooh. Bombed, but I kind of rushed it because I forgot about it until 15 minutes for the race, and I just kind of <laughs> threw it could, in. Could that mean that Ramsey is the Noogie of the Week? Nah, I don't know if I'd say that's Noogie of the Week Ooh, worthy. You'll have to stay you'll know tuned. When, you'll know when I'm Noogie of the Week. <laughs> yeah. One one week of bombing isn't going to... I'm not no, going to kill him over it. It's the forgetting. Because we've broke even every other week it's so far. It's the forgetting yeah. that, that would be the Noogie. Yeah. Well, speaking of... We're going to throw people under the bus here, Justin. You. What do you mean, me? So you take your time to answer your text messages about oh. your trash takes on the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. And we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> you take your time to message our group chat about your trash takes. However, when we need you to pick up Jody cookies, Justin's nowhere to be found for hours on end. Well, What's up with that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll break even with you boys today. I, I'm going to tell you that I was down talking to my father in which he uh, had sold his office, and he's getting rid of all this stuff out of his office, and I'm trying to look for all these cool things uh, that he had from when he owned a bar, and, and he's got a bunch of it saved up, and found out that some of it is gone. So we just got to chatting, but I found these sweet little bobbleheads for you boys and, and got those, and then I headed back to Gillette, had supper with my family, and then I responded to you guys. So I had to do I had to do uh, the son then, be a dad thing for a little bit before I could come out and play. So you're saying your family's more important than us? Also, I, I know we haven't gotten this on air yet. So he sold his office that was going to become the Root for Wisconsin office. Yes. Uh, I I you know props to him you know good for him. Yep. yep. You know big milestone in life, but uh, I was kind of looking forward to having an office. I know, me too. I, I still would not put a pass to throw a recording studio in the basement. So. We'll have our own office. Well, eventually, I mean, we kind of do at this point, but right, just be you know, right. Chamber of Commerce have the Rupert Wisconsin yep. show. We are going to expand this thing, and that's all thanks to the thing. listeners. So good for yes. you guys. Thank you. Keep Thank coming you. Coming in, keep going on monkey knife fight and supporting us in the in the in the podcast, and and uh, we'll keep growing this thing. Oh yeah, definitely. So, as mentioned, we didn't do too great this weekend on the NASCAR picks, but it happens. You know, we're human. Believe it or mm-hmm. not. So with that, we talk about their amazing partnership. Like I said, sign up, pay attention to their social media. If you use our link, they'll match your first deposit up to $50. They'll also throw you at a $5 game for free. 
all the college basketball happening, they might even throw you a $10 game for free. Mm. And then you can double, triple, sometimes quadruple, even up to like sometimes if you play the right contest, you can win 100 times your first deposit. Do they, would they have a, uh, like a, a bracket to fill out for, I for the tournament? I don't think they will, but there is going to be games on your contest on each game. Ooh, maybe that's something we should do through our podcast. Just oh, yeah, we can look many... at that next week after Selection Sunday. Yeah. I refuse. What? I hate college basketball. Oh, that that's, that's a, a bad, bad take. take. That's a bad take. Bad take. If there in was a March, bad take song right now, you'd be hitting that button. In March. You can't hate college this, basketball in March. I sure can. People, there are men that do naughty things to their manhood just so they can sit on a couch with peas to watch basketball. Are you going to be one of those guys, Justin? I'm going to have to be pretty goddamn quick if I keep pumping out kids the way I am. Easy swivel hips. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talked about that. Next, we get into what we had rooted for this last week. And Justin, you know you came in with something hot here, so I'll let you go first. Well, uh, if any of our fans here have watched the the state tournament over the weekend, the boys' state tournament, uh, I rooted for, for all the guys. But specifically, uh, Northern Michigan University really nailed it. Uh, in in recruiting the state of Wisconsin, they had four kids that really showed out uh, during the tournament. One of them, uh, six foot six Dylan Keel from Houstonford, did a he had an array of dunks, but the best one was a, a three sixty uh, turnaround slam jam. Like just they played beautiful basketball. Uh, they had two two state champions, uh, point guard from Tosa East and. The, they really nailed it, and uh, that's kind of what I was rooting for. Like, wow, wow, they they really that guy's turning some heads there. Yeah, there. shout out Kamari McGee, quick uh, Green Bay. Yep, commit playing for Racine St. Catharines. They got three three D one guys on that team. So shout him out quick, and also tip of the cap to the Dominican head coach, boys basketball coach, announced he was retiring today from coaching. Mm. Saw that on Facebook. I couldn't tell you what his name was, but from Dominican, yeah. Well, I thought he was relatively young. No. Maybe it was a girls basketball. There was an old coach from Dominican I saw on okay. Facebook. So he's retiring. Best couple, of luck to you. A couple times state champ, right? A couple times. I mean, they had Diamond Stone and others. Oh, to damn. Him. <laughs> uh, he, he was a, a one-year guy at Maryland. and then he, Exactly. He got drafted in the second round, and I don't think he, he stuck. He might he might be sitting around in the G League, maybe. I believe he's bounced around a little bit in that G League. I'm going to look it up here. Was um, he drafted by the Spurs? No. Pelicans. Diamond yeah, Stone. But there, there was another one that uh, there, they had a couple guys. Second round pick, 40th overall, 2016. He has most recently played for the Windy City Bulls? Yep. Apparently. G League, G League yep. And the I Rio Grande to, Valley went, Vipers. Who yeah. the Valley Vipers? That could be the Beloit the Beloit Valley Vipers baseball team. I what would do you think? It. Nope. Big Beloit baseball fan. <laughs> nope. Great stadium, great venue, Absolutely great not. city. Uh, getting a quick trip soon. They didn't even spell it right in their <laughs> damn newspaper article down there. I can't wait to go to Beloit this summer. Beloit's gonna be the rock. route for Wisconsin show is going on the road Rockin'. to Beloit. Because Eric said that it was the world's longest drive. The so, it's not, I did not say it was the world's longest drive. The Beloit Beach Drivers. I would think. I think we'll take the Subi. We'll get her fired up. We'll take it down there. Yes. Listen to the exhaust all the way down. <laughs> Just downshifting the entire way. It's going to be great. 
All right, all right, enough of that. Ramsey, what did you root for this week? A good NASCAR race. Yeah. I should root for good NASCAR all weekend, especially with, again, we'll talk about Mark Samoa real quick. Sponsored nine trucks on Friday, Friday night. Great race. AJ Almendinger winning the Good for him. Race. Man, that was huge, right? He's that was good. huge. He is good. You know, he's so I think good. he's he's just been in underfunded equipment pretty much his whole And now he's finally in yeah. something good. I mean, and he started with what, the Red Bull guys when Casey yep. Kane was there. Before Kane. He was there with uh Brian Vickers. Yeah. He was in eighty four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then he jumped over to JTG. Which again, bit, yeah. underfunded. Won a race. He's a cup winner. Yeah. So people a lot of people forget that. Yeah. Now as big He's a again. he's a legit uh, Xfinity uh, contender, contender, yeah. And then and you look at Sunday. I hope he wins it. Look at Sunday, Kyle Larson. Big win for Larson. He's a title contender too. Watch oh, out yeah. for Larson. He's yeah. he's ran good three weeks. In you a know row. who ran good again was McDowell. That guy is running stallion. Some, he is running some. He is running some good races right now. They they've got that thing figured out a little bit over there at uh, front row. Speaking of having things figured out, the forty three car finishing tenth this week. Yes, Eric Jones. Yeah, he. He snuck in there at the end, didn't he? I actually have two news a week. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. I gotta do my report here quick. Antsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy there. I'm fired up today. Easy there, boss. <laughs> I can see that. All he, sorts of fired he, up. We get cookies from Justin or from my mom via Justin. You're and then Ramsey comes up here. We set up the studio, brings me a bush light. What are you drinking, Ramsey? What do you think I'm drinking there, bud? We've well, got a Miller Lite glass. Um, a latte. I'm guessing that's PBR. It is PBR. PBR. Oh, you're the man. Some uh, non-white trash beer. <laughs> okay. ASAP. Okay. <laughs> what did I root for? I was actually going to say the Kyle Larson win. That, that was big. Um, what did I root for this week? Oh, yeah. I remember now. I was going to go on with this from last week. Spring training baseball. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Jesus. Jeez. No, you know, I thought about this some more after last week, after you guys just dumped on me the Half last the like, I listened to the episode last week, and I, I almost died laughing, crying. Half the, the audience end. just turned to end. out. They're like, ah, <laughs> it was the baseball. The episode anyway. Next. No. Next. Yeah, anyway. Um, but, you know, I actually, I really appreciate it. Mean, as a baseball nerd, it's awesome. Because you get to see guys like Christian Yelich playing in one inning. The next thing is like Aaron Ashby, all the young prospects. Best of both worlds. Get to see a whole lot of good baseball going on. Now, has their new addition, Jackie Bradley Jr., suited up for him yet? He will not suit up until Saturday. Okay. The deal was made official Tuesday. No, Monday. Monday it was made official, and he will play his first spring training game on Saturday. So, but yeah, a big fan, getting ready for the season. And now i got to ask you guys, both of you, and I want you to answer honestly. Would you rather be sitting here... In Wisconsin, granted, it's been nice the last few days. Yes. Or be sitting in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's 70 degrees out. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Excited to watch shit. spring training baseball. You guys are full of shit. Fuck that. Full of shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I dude, have to dude, say. Spring training <laughs> trips. You go out there, like, okay. you watch baseball yeah, for an afternoon, now then you let, go golfing. Now, let, let, no, you're adding you're adding the golfing on No, trip. I'm just yeah, saying that's a spring I, training I might go trip. For the that's golfing, what you do. But like, spring Spring break trip would be a little uh, different. You know, you know I can I can think of probably a hundred other places I'd Babes rather and be. Bikinis than, and I love Phoenix. I love Arizona. Just, and I Arizona is a beautiful. I don't state. much care about Aaron Ashby throwing curveballs. I'm definitely not paying to go watch spring training <laughs> baseball. Like I said, it's part of it. I didn't think your guys are full of shit, but we'll go from there. So <laughs> book the book it right now. I'm not going. Awesome. I'll golf. go to Texas. Nuggie of the weeks, Ramsey. You said you had two. Let's go. 
Bubba Wallace. Okay. Ooh. Go on. So no one really expected him to do anything, but they haven't even looked competitive. He ran okay in the 500. Bubba's a relatively okay plate racer. But the last, what, four weeks now has been irrelevant. And granted, not all of it's on him, but you got to be better than 23rd. If not worse. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's... Well, you're, you're in top. shoot to place better than your car number. Well, he's in top tier equipment. I would say I would say that uh, the field in in Cup is more balanced in depth of good race car drivers. Sure, as it's been in maybe five years. Right, but we were just talking. Michael McDowell ran better than him. Well, Eric Michael Jones McDowell's running a hell of a lot better than Eric a lot Jones in his old car is running better than him. You have people like Kyle Larson, who granted, just hopped in new equipment, though, won over the weekend. Bubba Wallace has not, he hasn't done anything. I, I could see, I could see your argument. I could see it both ways. I mean, on the flip side of that argument, you're going to, you're going to say, well, they're collecting data and, and they're trying, you know, this is a brand new. But they're a Joe Gibbs satellite. Open, open the, but yeah, but I mean. They're getting all the data from Joe Gibbs. They're getting all the equipment from Joe Gibbs. All the data's coming from Joe Gibbs. Like, it's a Joe Gibbs funded team. Pretty much, yeah. If, if I mean, I understand, but I don't know that it necessarily is. Then that's fair. As easy as that. You, but you I'm not. I'm I mean. also not asking from top ten. No, like top I, and 15, that and that maybe? would be and that would be the argument that I would agree with you on. Top I, I twenty, said, top top fifteen, somewhere between twelve and eighteen would be maybe just be somewhat competitive, or you know, in the top sixteen for the playoffs or whatever. Yeah. Know? But uh, like by I the said, way, you know Chris Busher's run well this year. I'll go on record. Newman's he's, ran well. This he's year. not making the playoffs this year. Oh, I agree. Oh, I totally. I think. Didn't, I mean, didn't we already we, have four spots mm-hmm. or essentially clinched right now in four races? Did we say that at the beginning? Oh, yeah, we did. But I, I, I'll go on record. I did not. I would doubt he's going to be close. He's that's yeah, you know. But the one caveat though is he showed really well at the plate races, and in the plate races are the ultimate wild card. Do you actually think he can win a plate race, though? Yeah, I honestly I mean, do. I mean, can, did anybody say think this. that, you know... I don't want to say this, but I, I, you can kind of fall into a win sometimes. Absolutely. Race. If you maintain... You and, don't look at Justin Haley, what, two years ago at Talladega or whatever. Yeah, but he's a consistently good plate racer, too. Sure, but so is Wallace. He's good. I don't know. way better consistent. equipment. Yeah. All right, so you had two. What was the other one? Uh, Darren Jacobson. Oh, went straight for the name drop. Not happy with homeboy. For those of you who don't know, our friend Megan's father. Megan, I don't know you or your father, so I am going to excel myself out of this conversation. Okay. Okay. So, like I said, our friend Megan's dad. And uh, I think this kind of goes just a general principle, though, too. We're talking specifically to Darren today, though. You are. I'm, I'm okay. going to say it in general, because I, I think it's a universal message. I don't think it's just for him. Friend Megan just got offered a new job. She's been looking for a new job for a while. She showed us the screenshots, the receipts of the conversation they've had. And, and there's a lot of other stuff at play here. But the first thing the guy says when he when she says this new job was negative. It was, didn't he turn you down? She says, yeah, but he called back. And then the next message is, okay. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, friends and family members, like, I don't get... Just going out of your way to be negative. 
like just show some like oh congratulations that's yeah, all congrats. we did that yeah, let's party. Made it on a job. Yeah, let's go get some cocktails or something. Yeah. You know? No, like I mean, I just don't get like I mean, you see it, especially like what we what we're doing here with the podcast. Like, it is so easy to be ne- or it's so easy just to be positive. Don't be negative. Don't be a dick. Yeah, I would agree with the positivity comment. Like, friend, support your friends and family. Don't be a dick. Best of luck to you, Megan, at your new job. Yeah, we're stoked for you. We'll have to get cocktails soon. Soon. Yeah. Soon. And so that leads me to my nugget of the week. The Dallas Cowboys. Woo! And this isn't just the Dak deal. They signed Dak Prescott to a four-year, $160 million deal, 128 guaranteed. This isn't just that. (laughs) The problem is you have a team that has been trending downwards over the last three or four years, really. You can't – 2019, because, you know, take 2020 out of it, you know, COVID, new head coach, Dak gets hurt early on. Whatever. 2019, you couldn't overcome Carson Wentz at 9-7. and seven, barely. Like Carson Wentz single-handedly, and this is not a knock on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz single-handedly brings that team to the playoffs, puts the team on his back. Throwing to deck furniture. To deck I furniture. Could go, I, would, I probably got a call. I just missed it that day. Like They were calling anybody <laughs> on the planet that could play, run some routes to honestly, catch a ball though, for Carson Wentz. Honestly, though. And you couldn't surpass that. You have one of the top 10 running backs in your team. You have a top half wide receiver in Amari Cooper. You have young talent there with C.D. Lamb now. You have talent. Michael Gallup. You had a great line a couple years ago. Oh, their that line, line is still pretty good. I mean, you got Zach Martin. Yeah. You got Tyron Smith. But but Tyron Smith hasn't really played in two years. That all said, they signed this mega contract to Dak, which it's kind of in that situation where Ramsey's talked about with Baker. Ooh, that's early, early on. this week. What I had we? to. 12 minutes in this week? Uh, we're at like 18. But oh. uh, you throw, you're going to be in a position where you don't exactly have a franchise quarterback, but you have a good enough quarterback that you've got to throw franchise money at. And either you do that or you let them walk. Now, Ramsey would say let them walk. I'm sure he's going to say that in a couple of minutes. He's getting ready to lock up on this. Fired up today. But you have all that considered combined with the fact that you have almost half of your salary cap, which was just announced at $182.5 million for this year, yep. just announced here today at time of recording, and you have almost half your cap tied up in three players between Zeke, Amari, and now Dak, and you expect to win and trend upwards, granted in a wide-open division, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. They're not going to be. They're going to be cash strapped the way it is. They're not going to be add, able to add fresh meat to the party. I don't see where they get better. And that's my nugget of the week. Are, are we delving into this now, or Come on, as well? If you got something to say. Well, no. I. I mean, no. I didn't do my nugget of the week yet. That's why I got to get my nugget of the week, and that's Peter Yawn. But if we're going to dive into this <laughs> Dak go thing, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll come back. I'm fired up about that. Let's do the Dak thing. Let's, right. let's let's nail Dak. We'll keep it. We'll keep it short. We'll get look. We'll get back to you here in just a second. I don't care about Pete Orion. <laughs> Go ahead, Ramsey. Floor is yours. So, all right, Dallas. You just paid the tenth best quarterback in the league at best on Dak's best day. He's the tenth best quarterback in the league. Best Sunday, probably actually closer to fifteen than ten. And you just paid him as the highest per year quarterback in the league. What? 
you and like Eric said, you have uh, Zeke, Amari Cooper. That's twenty two million dollars for Cooper, thirteen point <clears throat> seven for Zeke. Demarcus Lawrence, who you overpaid all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. So go even staying at home today. Go to Dallas's roster. Tell me who their seven best players are. Those three plus Dak, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. But at after six, you start getting to the point where they have a good young cornerback, <clears throat> and I forget what his name is. Azuzu. A, a he came from Colorado. He was the first round pick two years ago. Shadubi Awuzier. Yeah, I remember that because that was a pack, a popular guy with the Packers. Yeah. He's pretty good, young football player. Okay. Anyways, though, so Dak, you signed him Vanderesh to a point where he is never going to be a good deal. People think that the cap's going to explode, and they're like, "Oh, the cap's going to go up so much that it's going to be looks. It's going to look good, better in four years," which isn't the case. The cap is going to elevate up. You're going to go up slightly. slightly yeah, as slightly. of right now, with that contract on the books, according to SpotTrack, they are $17 million of the cap. That's... I just can't fathom. This is what I keep warning Cleveland about with Baker. This is the same situation. Baker and Dak are the same player. They are what they are today. They're not going to send much more than they already are. They will never be able to carry a team two wins and you just are going to pay Dak enough money that he has to start carrying him to wins. He in the last 17 games he's 6 and 11. I just don't see what this value is and what the obsession is with paying Dak Prescott is. Eric, check it. Just look up real quick his uh his cap hits over the next 4 years. Uh, it'll be 22 million dollars this year. I know that. I think it's like 47 next. One sec. Okay. Cap hits 22 this year, 33.2 in 2022. Uh, 2023 is 44.2, 2024-47.2, and then 2025, which looks like it might be an option of 13.2. So at no point over the next three years is that a good contract. Uh, I don't even, outside of Patrick Mahomes. What do you, what do you mean not a, not a good contract over the next this is really the best year it's going to be. Uh, this is the next year is a steal too at thirty three million dollars. Are you sure? Well, absolutely. What, making, what was the franchise? Aaron's take? making thirty five. So you're saying Aaron's worth more or two million more than Dak? That's not. No, but Dak's if Aaron not, resigns a contract, he's going to make more than that. Dak is not worth four wins. Uh, the twenty twenty franchise tag he was making thirty one point four for twenty twenty. It goes up what thirty percent. So he it, it was thirty seven something. It was $37.1 million if they franchise tagged him this year. But the bad, what I'm saying with the bad portion of it is, is that it's never, he's not worth that. He's not worth, he's worth 28. Maybe 28. I, I can, I don't, I, here's where I disagree is if you find yourself, how hard is it in this league to find yourself a top 10 quarterback? Not By the way, the franchise tag this year would have been 24.1. Not as hard as it no. has been. According to over the cap, it wouldn't have projected gone down. franchise tag was 24. It wouldn't have gone down. I'm just telling you what my research is finding here. That. How hard is it to find a top 10 quarterback in this league? Not as hard as it used to be. 10 years ago, sure. We're getting th- we have three guys that came out last year that could be potential stars, not including Jalen Hurts. Yeah, the key word is potential. You have you have a twenty seven year old quarterback who's gone out there. He's taken the team to a playoffs. 
he's went into seasons as MVP favorite, and he's asked, he's not even, he didn't even get the top, he didn't even reset the market. He got the second guy, he got second best contract for a, for a quarterback. But he's not the second best quarterback, that's the problem. Well, no, but when he's, Lamar Jackson comes up, he's not the second best quarterback. He's better than Dax. Okay, and when Lamar Jackson signs $45 million, are we all going to blow up because he's the seventh best quarterback and he's getting getting the seventh, second best? But he's at least top eight. This is what happens every single time, though, is what I'm saying, is every time a quarterback signs a contract, everybody blows up because it's more than what their actual worth is. Right, but you're also in a time where the cap cap went down for the first time. When Russell Wilson signed his contract and he made more than Aaron Rodgers, there wasn't a person out there that said that Russell Wilson was better than Aaron Rodgers. Are you sure he's not? Absolutely. Have you seen the offense that they run in Seattle? Russell Wilson's as good as Aaron Rodgers is. I don't know if I can agree with that, but here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say before we move on. We'll move on real quick here. Oh, no, I got some more on this. (laughs) But what I'm going to say, you have a cap that went down, you have a wide-open division, and you have a team that keeps trending downwards year after year after year. You have a quarterback who hasn't proven he can do it in the playoffs. A, a really, a franchise that hasn't proven they can do it in the playoffs since before Ramsey and I were born. Fact. But you keep you pay a quarterback who is, like Ramsey said, probably at or just outside the top ten, or maybe at ten, depending on who you ask. It's a bad look, especially when you're going to pay that guy. At the end of the contract, where you don't even know what you have right now, you're going to pay him $47 million on the back end, and you have a team that's already over the cap by roughly $17 million right now. And you can't, you have to make moves to alleviate that to get under the cap and to even get better. And like I said, in a team that is trending downwards again and again and again. It's back to the Dak conversation. So, Justin, you said that how hard is it to get a top ten quarterback? It's extremely hard. Last year, last year there was two. Joe Burrow is going to be a top ten quarterback, and Justin Herbert is probably a top ten. And quarterback. how many were drafted in in the first? That's round? not so. And we're still not Three? we're still not sure on Tua. Tua, four. Four. you just said last week you weren't Tua sucks. I I don't I'm not on Tua's side, but he could always prove us wrong. He's in limited starts. We don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. We're not sure Jordan Love's going to be, and we're not sure Justin or Jalen Hurts is in Philadelphia. They seem behind him, right? So there are four starters that came out, regardless of if they're top ten or not, right? Four starters came out. This year, you have Trevor Lawrence, you have Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Lance, Mac Jones, and those guys are all potential starters. I wouldn't put a single one of those guys in the top ten. I'm taking... Trevor Lawrence over Dak Prescott today. No. I'm taking Justin Herbert over Dak Prescott today. In five you're, years, yes. But you're, today, you're, Dak and Justin Herbert are going to put very similar numbers next year, and Justin Herbert's going to be a quarter of the cost. It's not, and Dak, or Dallas is the 10th overall pick. Yeah, but what? I, I, this is where we're falling off. He's on a rookie contract. He's not re-signing a contract. When okay. Justin Herbert comes up, you're still gonna have to pay him forty five, fifty million dollars a year. So how do you win? So I don't get I don't get that part I'm, of the argument. I'm okay paying Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes that money. I'm if you are a true top ten quarterback constantly and consistently, 
I'm fine with paying you $47 million a year. Well, just look at what happened to the Cowboys when he when he got hurt and he was out. They, After, they fell off a cliff. They were, they were terrible. Cliff, yeah. They was, were terrible. He was 1-3, and, and then after the bye, I believe they won, what, five games with Andy Dalton? So Andy Dalton won more games last year than Dak Prescott did. And they were lucky to get that win because they got that onside kick against Atlanta. So they were really 0-3 to start the season. With a healthy Dak Prescott. And then even go back to it, are we sure Mike McCarthy is the right head coach? So you have to get it done this year. Well, I don't disagree with that. You have to, but you paid Dak Prescott today. You have to get it done this year because his cap is going to be way too big next year to make any moves. And Dallas is not, I mean, if they didn't play in the East, the NFC East was probably the worst division in football, they're not a playoff team. Not agree with that. They're not a playoff team. They, they're going to be, what, 9-7? I'll call my shot this. right now. I think Dallas wins the East. That's not saying much, though. Yeah. I mean, they're beating Washington. They were 6-10 and 10 last I, year. I think, all right, I'll go ahead. And just on record, I think Dallas is the three seed next year. No. They're going to be, at best, a slightly above 500. Their defense has so many problems, and they have to hit in the draft. And they've already proved that they really are hit or miss in the draft. That's the beauty of calling your shot. It's recorded. It's there. We'll leave it there. Justin, you have to get to one last nugget of the week here. It's uh, Peter Jan, the uh, UFC bantamweight champion. He fought Aljamain Sterling, Aljo. He did an illegal strike, almost execution style, uh, knee to the head. And he got disqualified and lost his title. Uh, Claiming he didn't know the rules. Uh, Just let's say this. If you're the champion of a promotion, you know the rules, okay? You've signed contracts. You've been in how many fights? You know the rules. And to do what he did was outrageous. Um, He deserved to lose his title. Uh, He deserves to uh, lose his title money. Um, But they're going to give him a reshot at it right away. Sounds like that might happen in May. Um, it's, it, it, it was a fight that Jan was winning, um, two rounds to one, it sounds like mostly from all the pundits. And, um, so they're going to redo it. Uh, Sterling wasn't happy taking the title that way. Um, it just, uh, it it was kind of, it was kind of dirty and it it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, wasn't the right way to, to have a great fight go down and to end that way. Ramsey just Watched it and lost his shit. That is a Call of Duty finisher. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to put that in the game. The only thing he should have said better. The only thing that would have made it better. And it's bad, like for the sport and everything like that. The only thing that would have been better is he just shouts, Hadouken! (laughs) (laughs) Just yelled out something Russian, like, fuck you or something. I I think that show at the Hadouken! Mortal Kombat. So good. Finish him. Yeah. I like that. That was good. Good for him. Yeah. All right. So we go around the, the state of Wisconsin here. Uh, state tournament success. Good for WIAA, I guess. Yeah, it was huge. It was it was a huge success. There was a lot of unknowns going in, uh, and I thought they pulled off two great state tournaments. Uh, the Some of the boys' games were kind of... Uh, it was a very lopsided tournament. Like, you watched the end, like, the end yeah. of the games. Like, I caught quite a few yeah. of the games. Some of them were kind of stinky. Not as good as... I mean, the girls really put on a good show as, as far as how how well the games were played and how, how close they were 
the boys just kind of weren't the same. Uh, some of the title games were okay, uh, but like I said, still man, got it off. There the, was a, there was a lot of talent on that court. Um, so the boys are always kind of hit or miss, though. Some, yeah, and usually it's what one or two good, good games a year. Otherwise, it's usually 10, yeah. 15 points. Yeah, yeah traditionally speaking, I mean, so good for them for getting it off and a weird season. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we looked. Next thing, uh, Giannis All Star Game MVP. <laughs> I, I promise you guys, I did not watch a second of the All-Star game. Not one second. Don't know, don't care. All I know is Chris Middleton got robbed, and he should have been there. And that's how you get muted for a little bit. <laughs> if anything, Steph Curry got robbed. Steph Curry should have definitely been the All-Star game MVP. He won the three-point round. He should have won the All-Star MVP as well. Justin, are you ready to behave again? Well, he, well Giannis went, what, 16 for 16? On dunks. Playing against no defense. Like if I could dunk, score I could also. 170 points. I could also score yeah, I, right 16 for 16. I don't fucking care about the NBA All Star Game. I think it's the. I the, think it's the I worst. Think, I think it's worse than the Pro Bowl. Ooh no, I, I think mm. it's equal. It's just they're both yeah, that's unwatchable. So, uh, yeah. At least the fourth quarter of the NBA All Star Game is usually all right. Those yeah. guys play some defense to get some charity money out. The Pro Bowl, you can't even watch that anymore. Those no. guys are all ready about no, breaking their like, leg and not like watching. Their, Guaranteed and money. Let me tell you, my wife is an avid softball player, but that's like watching professional softball league. Oof. It's Oof. bad. It's, I like watching softball. Now, college softball, that shit's awesome. Is your wife good at the softballs? She was the 2003 M&O Conference MVP. Damn. 2003, I was six. I was seven. Seven. I was seven. A junior. She's rocking the cradle, just so you guys know. Robbing. Rocking. She rocks now. <laughs> We're going to go from there. Anyway, so uh, last thing here. I know Ramsey hates college basketball, apparently, and we're in uh, March, but the uh, the Badgers have the Big Ten tournament coming up. They'll have game one underway on Thursday. Do we know who they're playing yet? Uh, no, they they, uh, they play the winner of who who is Nebraska and somebody tonight. <laughs> Nebraska, North, no, Northwestern's playing Minnesota. Nebraska, Maryland? Nebraska. Uh, let's take a look for the the bracket here. Nebraska. They will play the winner of Nebraska Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Right. Winner of that goes on to play Iowa. I'm going to take Penn State in that game. Fred Hoiberg, the head coach of Nebraska, by the way. I don't know. Really? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yep. He came back from the Bulls. So I'll say that's a downgrade, huh? Yeah, well, he got paid a boatload of money, so life's good. <laughs> to live in Nebraska. <laughs> you don't have to pay me a boatload of money to live in Nebraska, too. On the plains of Nebraska. Yeah, it's in a fucking cornfield. Yeah, so Selection Sunday, one of my favorite. Yeah, I guess a, a good question is, is where do you think the Badgers are going to be seated? Uh, as we sit right now, obviously if they, they get a win uh, tomorrow night and then they somehow beat Iowa Friday night, that might change it a little bit. They're probably so, I, I'm going to say seed. they're like a five or six. That's kind of where I'm seeing them pretty mm. consistently around. I think if they if they can somehow make a run here, get hot because we know that that this team's built for March. Yep. Just you know the senior depth, they you know kind of did you if watch? they can hit if they can hit it, turn it on. I could see them their ceiling being a four Oof. if they go and win the damn thing. But I think they'd have to win the Big Ten tournament. We even at that, we've seen the committee doesn't really value the Big Ten championship no. just in past years because they play it so late on yeah. Sunday afternoon. But how tough of a decision? Well, I think the, the Big Ten, the Big Ten might have two number one seeds. 
Yeah, no, the Big Ten's an amazing conference. Illinois, Michigan. And that's kind of why I'm giving them the five or six. I was really good this year, too. Yeah, they're, proje- yeah, they're the national player of the year, probably. Yeah. Two or three, yeah. So, like I said, five or six, they play in the best conference. They could, Like I said, I said this a couple weeks ago, I could see them making a run here and and being an Elite Eight team. I want to change my new year of the week. Okay. Bo Borowski. Do you guys know who this guy is? No fucking clue. He is the ref that has been getting all the crap oh, for, yes, for this ref and Badger games. This motherfucker. They're two and nine in games. They're like... I forget what the record is without without them. They're like fucking fifteen and three or something without when he doesn't ref their games. But they're two and nine with this guy in there. Well, they had some the controversial game against Iowa. We'll say that to say yeah. it nicely. They had some some controversial the stuff. The Trice foul was terrible. Trice foul at the end. The Brad Davison hook foul. Yeah, which was non-existent. Actually, it wasn't a foul, but the Iowa player initiated it. Yeah. It's just terrible. This guy is a. Flat out, he is. Who's the crappy umpire? Angel Hernandez. Yeah, he's the Angel Hernandez of fucking college basketball. This guy, he is terrible. Ramsey looks so out of his element. We're talking and college I, basketball refs and, and MLB umpires. He's just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. I don't know what any of these people are. Bo Borowski. Yeah. All about just, NASCAR this time of just, li- just listen to his name, Bo Borowski. All in. All right, like, so we go from that. Like Val Lebowski. The big Valbowski. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go from that. We got to do some grades here quick. Uh, this week for the Packers grades, we're going to cover tight ends and linebackers. Inside linebackers, that is. Ooh, this would be good. So I think we'll start at the top. We'll start out offensively again. Start at the top. Look at big Bob Tunyon. Bob. Ramsey? A plus. Justin? It's kind of a, a tough grade. I would go. I would go with an A only because uh, what? What? I mean, what did they expect out of him going into the year? I mean, when starting the year, he was probably at least number three on the on the depth chart. That's why I gave him the A plus. He maybe four. He way over an expectation. I mean, I think I think when he came into the 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 season, he was fourth on the depth chart. Can we talk about a snub for the Pro Bowl though? Third. Oh, absolutely. That would have been third. Not thrilled. Who who would have been Sternberger and Lewis, and then Deguara behind him. I know some. I, I thought it would have been Deguara ahead of him, to be honest, going into the season. But yeah, just for what it was, a plus, absolutely. No, I'll, I'll give him an a plus too. Um, just I mean, what he ended up doing down the stretch, not you know taking away mm-hmm. what he should have been on the roster, the depth chart, whatever. He was legitimately and a week in, week out third option on that offense at times. Excellent run blocker, too. Excellent willing run blocker. Willing, yeah, well, I guess that's Gets downfield. Yeah. Just that the play action dump route to him in the flat, yep. seven, eight yards, almost a pop guaranteed. Consistent, didn't have many drops. Always found a way to get under Aaron Rodgers, rainbows. Yep. Just you know, give it all, give this all, putting the hustle shoes on. Yep, pop time. Yeah, A plus. All I did is catch touchdowns. Can't be mad at Pretty that. Pretty good on the old pop pass. You guys remember the old pop pass from high school? Oh yeah, the old tight end pop pass. Oh, Your yeah. quarterbacks say that in the huddle too. You say it like that. Get the old pop on it. <laughs> pop pass. How did you say it in the huddle? I don't think we had a pop pass. For I don't think end. we had it either. Actually, fuck. I think we had. I think we had an audible for it. it was just like a, a tap. Little butt tap. 
No, it was a humble oh. tap. <laughs> but um, so we go from that. We look at Mercedes Lewis. Such a hard grade. I would I would say uh, I would say a B. That's a solid B. I a mean, minus. He's veteran leadership. He's excellent run guy. blocker. Yeah. Excellent run blocker. Just catches the ball when it's thrown. Whatever it takes. Slower than molasses. Doesn't matter. Locker room leader. I think. I think what he does is he's very good. He's at indispensable. It. What he does. Great blocker. Yeah. Willingly, you know, another guy willing blocker mm-hmm. catches the ball when it's thrown to him. A couple mm-hmm. tutters here and there. Big dog touchdowns. Can't be mad about that. Excellent mm-hmm. nickname from Arod. Big dog is an excellent nickname. Yeah, given the context. It's no big Bob, but I'll give I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give it a C minus on that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's a C nickname. What's Mercedes Lewis though? It's big dog. Nah, I'll give him I'll give him an A minus. All right, we look down the depth chart there. Jay Sternberger. This is a hard one, I think. No, I don't. I don't. I think he's a D. I think, really? I think for yeah. what what they thought he was coming in over, he hasn't showed much over over his time here. He was supposed to be kind of that uh, X factor that could split out and go wide. In uh, a kind of Travis Kelsey, yes, yeah. not he Travis has, Kelsey, it, obviously, but whether it's he can't stay on the field or he can't figure out the playbook or whatever the hell's going on with him, I thought he had a terrible season. I, I, I he didn't live up to the hype. He was injured all season, right? I mean, uh, I don't think it was that he was injured per se. I think I mean he was a healthy scratch a lot. Um, he did end the season on I think the last game of the year. He was under concussion protocol. Yeah, Daphne fucking finished Let's ahead see. of him. But at the same time, I think he just kind of... I mean, Tunyon took the job. I'm not going to fault the guy for that, per se. Sternberger played when he needed to. He played pretty well when he got in. Made catches. Yeah, but if you go in retrospect and think about how we graded Preston Smith when Gary took the job from him, it's almost the same thing, yeah, but right? I think this... Not, I, I guess, but I think the expectations are a lot different. When you're expected to be the number one... Tight end. How many years has he been in the league now? Is this year yeah, three? Sternberger, this, is year, this was year two. So we have, what, two more years of Sternberger? Yeah. This year and next year? Yeah. Yeah, this was year two. I'm not going to take that away from him. Like I said, I thought he had, he's shown flashes of being one of those guys. I think if they can't bring Lewis back or Lewis decides to retire, if you had a tight end combination of Tunyon, uh, Sternberger, I think you'd be sitting okay. Well, I... Yeah, it's just tough. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's lived up to. I'm gonna stick by what I said. I don't think he's lived up to the hype. He's, he's I got agree a, with that. Hundred percent. He's got a, he's got a lot to show. He's got to stay on the field. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to get his nose in the book, and he's got to figure the shit out. And I, mean, I was, they've, they've, they, they picked him pretty high. It was third, third round, round pick. Yeah, yeah. I was round, real excited so. about him too when he got drafted here. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was gonna be the next. So, uh, I mean, for the expectations on what he was supposed to be, I'm, I'm gonna give him a D. I think. You know, if you're expected to be a starter in the league and you somehow find yourself now third on the depth chart, something's going on, yep. and you haven't lived up to it, and you got to figure it out. So, so I was gonna say C. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of C. He showed flashes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him a slight upgrade just because he did show a few. Maybe I'm harsh, but all right, we look at and these are might be all incomplete just because they didn't see the field a lot. Josiah Deguara. I love Josiah DeGuara, and I loved it when they picked him. It's unfortunate that he got the injury. 
and so early on in the season. Yeah, too. he showed he showed it even out of the H back role. Well, that's uh, the thing. Like he, what, what was that? Was that the Minnesota game right off? That was the, the bat? yeah. That was the first game of the year. Was Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, just what that guy could bring to the team. I'm super excited for what he does. Yep. Turn back, sure. Yeah. So and I would say incomplete on him. Yeah, love it. Another guy who got hurt right away. Yeah. Um, Dominic Daphne. Yeah, I don't think love it makes the team. I think I like uh, Daphne too. Daphne plays some I, good. I, yeah, I really. Incomplete, I think but... Daphne allows you not to bring back. Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I think they want to bring Lewis back, though. That's an Aaron guy. Yeah, it sure You don't want to piss off Aaron. All right, so we go from that. We look at the defensive side of the ball. We look at the inside linebackers. And this is going to be some tough sledding, I'll say that. <laughs> so we start with the guy who's already not on the team. One-year deal, Christian Kirksey. And D. I'd probably give him a C, C minus. I mean, he C plus. He I made like some plays. He he was he was honestly he was good down the stretch. He, he was like good. He's... He was good in the the playoff game. He made some big plays in that playoff game. So, uh, I'll give him a C. I'm kind of disappointed he's not coming back though. I, we don't know that he's not officially coming back. Like, he was a cut because of the cap. I think he could fall into what Justin was saying a couple episodes ago of a guy who. You know, you let him go or test the market, see if he can sign on somewhere. If he can't, because there's going to be so many veterans out there who are, you know, on what Pat McAfee show called Massacre Week with all the cuttings that are going to have to happen here. He's a guy you could probably bring back on a really team-friendly... Yeah, like what Funches just did. He seemed like he was becoming a little bit of a leader, though, at the end of the season on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know know that you want to bring him back and stunt the growth of the other guys. In coverage, he was a little bit of a liability, but at the same time, how much of that is scheme, though, too? Like, I would like to see what he can do at a different defense. I totally agree. I thought we we bitched about it all year long was how bad the scheme was, so... So, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll give him a C on the benefit of the doubt. I hope he lands somewhere, yeah. makes some more money. If not, doors open, possibly, if, you know, if you're looking at that. We look at uh, the next position here. Uh, we'll go down the depth chart kind of here. Kamal Martin. I'll go uh, B-. minus. B-, minus. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy that fought, fought a lot of injuries throughout his rookie season, but uh, he really lit it up in camp. Uh, there were a lot of high expectations yeah. for him, and he's really kind of he's kind of um, just shy of what Rashawn Gary's shown with the potential to allow you to get rid of a guy like Kirksey. Yeah, he had six, or he played in ten games, six, started six of them, 20, yeah. six, 24, uh, 24 group tackles, 17, 17 solos, one sack, yeah, no interceptions. And, him and Barnes, I think, are kind of grouped together in mm. what they're. Uh, grade would be, I would say B minus, for both. For yeah. both, yeah. Just because they've allowed you to, uh, they they did, they didn't do amazing things, but they did good things enough to make you see that we can get rid of this, and this isn't a, a position that is so dire anymore, and that we can live for another year and try to see what we have here. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go over that. Chris Barnes too, Oren Burks at the number two spot technically or I think technically the three because it doesn't have Christian Kirksey any, anymore but so while we're on the topic of inside linebacker do we feel comfortable with Green Bay's at without having to make any adjustments going into next season no I would I would want one more guy just either for depth or if they can get a guy in the second round third round sign a free agent starter yeah. would that be something that would be uh yeah I'd... I mean I'm not against it but I mean I'm not gonna go out and pay 
you know, what was Kirksey making? He was making five million dollars a year. Yeah, something year. like that. I don't, I don't Levante David just signed a contract. I mean, today unless too. you can sign a top five guy at it. Yeah, I mean and Levante I David would have been the one I wanted, but Yeah, and he just re signed today too, so that kinda goes out the window on that yeah. front. But uh what did he sign for? I think he was making I think twelve is what he ended up signing yeah, there's for. Just no way. Can we just talk about like one how, guy in the draft. Yeah. How mad are you if you're in Rogers Day looking at Tampa Bay re signing fucking everybody and Aaron's like, Hey, you just let my Pro Bowl center go. You got my well, if you're Aaron Rodgers, though, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I'm glad you brought that up. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to say, hey, restructure my deal and we'll get some money. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady's also, what, making $25 million a year, not Well, he also, and he just took a restructured deal. He's now, restructured. Too, so. He hasn't so, restructured yet. He's still restructured. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you're lighting both ends of the stick. You I know, but you, it. I'm just saying, can you imagine that? Like, how do you, that team's going to be good again next year. Yeah, like I said, I think, it, I, think it, I think it gives you motivation to realize you have to restructure your deal. Uh, Zadarius officially is working on restructuring his deal. I think I read today, and it didn't it didn't come down officially at the time of recording here. There was no transactions in the Packers transaction wire yeah, today, no. but they are working on a deal to restructure him, which would put them under the cap with just restructuring his deal as a technical extension. But if you need to do anything, you need to restructure him and or Rogers and Devontae for sure. Yeah, I mean, I you know it's just a matter of if you want it, you have to you know. But you've made all the money. So why hasn't Aaron decided to say, "Hey, I'm gonna take less money"? I think they're working. I don't think so. I think they're working on it. I just think it's one of those things that the agents in the front office have to work on, and they're kind of. I think it's gonna be like technically an extension, but they're not adding years. They're going to differentiate how the money is. Well, I I think that's maybe even the, the the main thing here. I think he wants maybe one or two extra years to space that money out over, and maybe the team's kind of like, "Oh, well, we." We'll extend it, but we're not going to extend too, too far yet. I'd be fine extending him two years. No, I would too. So I'd put him through, what, 40? Thereabouts, yeah. 39, 40? Well, what do you, he has three years left. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I'm just so saying. So that would put him at 40. I would extend him, though, and just worry about the cap hit later if you have to drop him. Yeah. Because the problem with Green Bay today, and we're getting a little off auto, sorry about that, but the problem with Green Bay today is they don't want to go for it. They're not... They're not making moves to make aggressive decisions to try to actually be winners. They're going for the Jordan Love pick. They're going for... Well, oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I have some, some talking points on that we'll get to in here in a little bit. On but. the flip side of that, though, is it's like the NBA conversation we had the other, the other episode was you have to have, you have, to have guys that want to be here for that, too. You know, you, you can't have... You can't have guys not wanting to come here for veteran minimums to, to come play. I think there is You some, know, that happens down there. You have some guys. We'll go back to it. We'll look yeah. at what's the linebacker. We're going to go back to that. So, just a couple guys here to round it up. We had Oren Burks. D. Yeah. I didn't mind Oren Oh, actually, I'm going to change it. Yeah, See, he, he, was a pretty, he was a pretty good special teams player. And he, yeah. In to be situ- honest. Situational, he wasn't bad. He, he's. I don't know if I go much above a C, but he, he, he might he might be twenty one tackles. He might be your best cover linebacker, which is not saying much right now. At Don Burks, like I said, I wouldn't go much above a C, but like he, he hasn't lived he hasn't lived up to the to the draft yeah. type either though. So I I think all you can really give him is this either was a C his, or an incomplete. This was his year third three. Year, yeah. Yep, year three. Out of Vanderbilt. And then we look at uh, Ty Summers. 
good time played over there. He's incomplete. He's, he's, 16 he's, games, he's gonna, one start, 39 tackles. He's going to be a guy fighting for his job next year. And one pass deflection. Yeah, so, I mean, C. C minus. Yeah, that's, I mean, between that. It's kind of linebacker as a whole, though. Yeah, yeah. C minus. But I think you have real, real potential in the two the two guys that we mentioned up there and the two young studs that were rookies this year. Barnes, Barnes, and, Barnes and Martin. And they stole Barnes as an undrafted free agent. I mean, what a steal. What a find. Um, so, And they took Martin in the fifth round. Yeah, out of Minnesota. So, yeah, panels. Guys yeah. yeah. So just to kind of continue a little bit with Packer talk here before we get to the next topic. Uh, Aaron Jones officially did not get the franchise tag. I guess they're still working. He's still an exclusive rights-free agent, so they still have some time here to potentially work something out. I'm not convinced that they do work, even though they should, per se. He's asking for, I saw today, 12 to $14 million. Mm-hmm. I guess the Packers offered him 9 Yeah, so th- this is exactly what I was going to touch on, is if the Packers offered him 9 and we know that the franchise tag is at 8 why are we letting him walk instead of tagging him? Instead of tagging him and trying to get this done or even extending it out and seeing if he has another great year, then pay the guy. Well, what's the to, say, goes what's back to say that he doesn't pull the Lev, Lev Bell route, though, and doesn't come back? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying he. he well, right, but then you could trade him for a, a, a six round. No, I don't think so either. Pick. You know, then I, you get something back out of it. I think there's some. I, I mean, like I said, I don't. If I had to guess right now, given how everything is, I'm thinking he's probably gone now that oh, they didn't I tag him. Oh, I think he's gone. But, but I don't think he's going to get the twelve to fourteen million dollars. I think he will, in Miami. I don't think that's so. That's the that's the spot that wants him. I think they're going to be the team. Pays I think him. I think it's be twelve, maybe on the high side. Oh, yeah, it's I not going to be. I would tape. I, if I was him, I'd tape the nine and come back to Green Bay and run it back. You know, I I would too. I'm just saying, like, I think what's going to happen, I think he's going to go to Miami. I guess you do it to Miami. Miami's yeah. fun. I don't know. I I this is, I want him back. I, I just don't get it from the Packers' standpoint. If you're willing to pay him nine and you can franchise take him and keep him at eight, I think why wouldn't I think you do that? I th- truthfully speaking, I think it's like a semantics thing of not wanting to say, hey, you're stuck here. Because I think the Packers have an issue, too, where – they have a mindset where they want to be financially stable. They want to be, they just want to be a stable organization, and they're a little bit gun shy of just saying, "Hey, we're all in." Mm-hmm. And I think we can all agree with that. That's been kind of our gripe for the last Ten decade. Legitimate yeah. the Super Bowl. We're yeah. saying, "Hey, we need to make moves to be a contender, and we make moves to be a playoff a team. playoff team." And Dude. that's. Now, let me ask you, do you think if we go with that mindset and say, hey, let's just go all for it, do we have years like we had when we, with Favre at the end of his career where we're 7-9 and nine and 8-8? Eight and eight? But that's fine. You, or even the, worse. The fact that I don't, you don't have those years with Aaron Rodgers still being here. So, yeah, at the end, at the very end, when Aaron's 40 and we still have him, and it's probably not looking as good. However, you have to make aggressive moves If you can now. get a Super Bowl out of it. I think we're heading, uh, honestly, I think we're heading in a, 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 a very bad, bad spot here. I think we're already in a bad spot. I mean, with, with uh, like, a feud, a feud between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think I really don't think I don't, so. I don't I'm going to go on records. Do. I don't think it's going to happen. Do. I don't think that's gonna happen. I just especially think with this, all these new contracts for quarterbacks coming out, and, and 
going to be resetting the market here and every every single new one that comes out is I just think that the Packers we're are heading in a dark spot because See, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is that guy though. I, I genuinely don't. I thought I and I, I don't know, I don't like the the cheap, easy take of well, you saw what Favre did, and I don't think he wants to be Brett Favre. No. But at the same time, I, you know, you listen to him talk. You know, he's he's very open, especially on the Pat McAfee show. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think it becomes ugly. I don't think it's ugly, with Aaron. I think the Packers are him for a bad spot, though. Of you're gonna waste the last thirty years of Green Bay Packer football because you were too afraid to make moves. You, you didn't waste it. You won two Super Bowls. You went. But you to, only won you, two. You went to three. But you only went to three. So what? So what? So what? You went to three Super Bowls. How many other teams in the league have went to three Super Bowls over that time? The Patriots England, have done Pittsburgh. it twice. <laughs> well, so what? And the Patriots are in Anamu. Pittsburgh. The Giants were in two. Giants were in two. Eagles were in two. I mean, yeah. If we even look at just since so 2000. If we look at just since 2000. You right. know, let's take the last one out. The, the, well, even if we look at that since 1996, when the Packers had last one. Yeah. Broncos have been to three. three. And granted, they had Peyton Manning, and then they had a lot of... It's not, I mean, to flip I'm just that saying, argument, not granted, they've been to three. Not granted that they had Peyton Manning. They went out and got Peyton Manning. Not and they went to one. Yeah. I, no, they went to two. They, went to, they two. went to two. So they've been to four since since or Brett Favre went that's to his first Denver. one. So, Seattle's I mean, been to Seattle's been three. Two. Two. Three. Oh, yeah, 2005. 2000. Pittsburgh's been to three. Pittsburgh's been to three. I, I just think we've so under... You can't sit there and say that we've wasted it. Sure we can. The Rams have been as a franchise, been to like four now. You can make the argument that Green Bay has had the two best quarterbacks the last 30 years. And, and been to two. One, two, one, been to three. Been to three, one, two. Granted, and, and we should have probably went in 2014. We were the better team in Seattle that day. Screwed. Just, just Brandon Boston. Screwed. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. well, can you be my nugget of the week? <laughs> That's yeah. Fuck no, it. We're just giving away at this point. Nuggies. Fucking Brandon <laughs> Fucking Bobrovsky. We're just giving away at this point. Got ran out of town. I bet he's never been back to Green Bay. Probably not. All right. So with that we get into something I really want to talk about because you look at the sports world a year ago. Really on Friday, by the time this thing drops, a year ago Friday. Yeah. Has been one year since the world. Really as a whole, but the sports world specifically stopped. Yeah. And in that time, grand sports have come back. It's been a really interesting experience as a fan, as a team. I think that's a really interesting perspective. If you look at where teams were. As a human being, just the well, way right. our lives have been. Can we hit on this? I think it might have been one of the best sports years in a long time. From March of last year to March of now. Yeah, if you look at the last calendar year of sports, it was a great 12 months of sports. Granted, we didn't have it right away, right? But the bubble was great. Even MLB playoffs were good. The NFL had a great season. NASCAR was good. I mean, everything's been good. Mm -hmm. Everyone adapted really well, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely sucks not, you know... Given that we're not in arenas, we're not in stadiums, and yeah, I would that would be the biggest thing is that fans aren't aren't back. At they're the not like a true ball, part of it per yeah. se. But yeah. I, like I said, I just kind of want to look at you know you look at a year ago this time last year if we had the show at the time, the Bucks were red hot, but the best regular season wow. team in the NBA. 
They just lost to the Lakers, though, right before the shutdown. They did. And that was kind of the... Yeah, the writing was kind of on the wall, I'll say. I'll give you that. But what I would say is they still were putting up the most points per game. They still looked really good. They had a lot of team chemistry, and none of it translated to the bubble. I don't think it translated in the playoffs if it didn't stop, though, either. I don't think it's translated to where we are today. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It stopped at the shutdown. But the Bucs are still a flawed team. Like, it doesn't... It, the shutdown or not, they still have got to the playoffs. Defense would have been a little bit tougher, and Giannis would have disappeared like he does. Well, I don't think you can discredit momentum, though. Momentum, like the, the yeah, way, sure. But that, the way that's what I'm saying here. The way a team is feeling themselves and momentum I mean, they and had how they were adjust, going. I, mean, you look at, I think they easily, if they would have continued that season full goal, they would have easily made the Eastern Conference. I sure? would too. Miami, I would too. Yeah. Miami beat the shit out of them. Yeah, no, no, but we that's yeah. not what that's what we're saying though. Is they were such a night and day different team from March shutdown to when they begin, what was it, July, August, yeah, in the bubble. Whatever it was. Such a like I said, just a drastically different team. Like they didn't yeah, look the same against Orlando. But the Lakers translated. To an extent. They were the best team in the bubble. They were the best team in the shutdown happened. Not true. Phoenix Suns were. Phoenix Unde- were the best team undefeated. in the bubble. Undefeated. But the Lakers <laughs> won a championship. Undefeated doesn't matter if you don't win rings. I'm, I'm just nothing, kidding. nothing matters unless you're putting trophies in the case. Yeah, but no, I I think that's a really interesting thing to look at though. As you look at, like I said, so the then energy, Miami sucked. Don't they're irrelevant. There's a they're a blip in a history book. Unless you're putting rings in the case or trophies in the case, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Your season's irrelevant. Set nine or seventy three and nine, no one cares. No ring. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna disagree with you on that all i'm gonna say like i said i, I would have loved to see what the bucks could have done with the badgers who yeah, were the hottest team in college basketball and granted they didn't get a, momentum. a tournament momentum they didn't get a tournament or a bubble to kind of prove it but i mean they were the fpi national champions I'll simulation you, that momentum mattered in, in in my world in girls basketball this year i mean you had a team that was the four seed and not a very good team and they beat beat blackhawk for christ's sakes that was on a 75-game winning streak, there's a lot to say for momentum as a team is going. Well, it's energy. And feeling, it's, yeah. And I mean, that's where, that's where the Bucks are such even a different as a thing coach, to me. Even as a coach, you can find yourself in a groove to, to where you're doing things right. You know, yeah, so. and that's that's where I think the Bucks really stick out to me is, I mean, you look at, you remember all the videos like before games, the like Robin Lopez, Wes Matthews, all those guys doing like the WWE moves in the yeah. tunnel, and they were such a loose, fun team. They went to the bubble and just even because they had the end of the regular season for seeding and crop, none of that translated. And they were just there. They played basketball. They won some games. Yeah. They lost more. I I think it was a drastically different team when they I went down there. Totally agree. I don't think the outcomes any different. I I don't think they I don't think they won a championship. Well, that I don't matter. think they would have won one anyway. I do think it matters though for the yeah. conversation here. Sure, but if I don't even necessarily know they would have made the Eastern Conference Finals. Anyways, I don't think they were better than Boston necessarily. As of last year. Yeah, they were. Last year they were. If the Nets actually show up, they weren't better than the Nets last year. The Nets last year they were. Last year? Kevin Durant was healthy by He wasn't playing time. he didn't go to the bubble though. Right, but if he does, it doesn't matter. If it's if COVID doesn't happen, Kevin Durant probably plays. If COVID doesn't happen, that season's done in June. And Kevin Durant probably played. I don't think so. No. He was cleared. I still he don't was, think he would have played. He was cleared at the end of right, start of shutdown last year. 
They would have had problems with the 76ers. He might they, have been cleared, but he wasn't in game shape. We, we forget the, like I said, we forget the you fact know? the Bucks were still, it's the same team as this year. They're, he got to go through a whole camp and all that. They're a, I don't they're think a, so. They're a flawed team. It well, doesn't, yeah, they're a flawed team, but like I said, I, I think the momentum thing takes it's just like those, the energy. Those Cavalier teams from the late 2000s with LeBron, sure, they were a great regular season team, but they got to the playoffs and they were a flawed team and couldn't get past, aside from, what, 2006? But they couldn't get past the actual decent teams because they're flawed. Just like the Bucks are still flawed. I think they would have made the Eastern Conference Championship. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah, no, I don't think the that's conference too, finals. I don't think that's too far of a stretch. I don't know that they would have beat the Heat the way the Heat were playing. But you know, were the Heat going to be playing that way when on that momentum? I mean, they were going in as I don't. They didn't they win their way into the four seed. I, I can't recall off the top yeah, of my head. I think but they won themselves into the four seed. Not, I think I think you're right. I think the seeding going into the bubble, they were like a six or seven at the yeah, time. I mean, they made the second round, so I don't yeah. know. But like I said, the Badgers, you look at what that could have been. You know, and this is all could be. You know, we, we can only say so much. Yeah, but I mean, whether they, win the, whether they win the Big Ten tournament or not, that's kind of irrelevant. They probably would have been a... Uh, a two or a three seed in the tournament, and and would have had a real shot at going to a final four with a with a red hot team. Yeah, red hot team that that was kind Veteran of leadership. you know mm-hmm. feeling themselves and, and and playing good ball, far from what they are today. So now and then before we get into the, the Packers here, there's one other thing I'd, I'd I'm really curious what the Brewers would have been last year too. Granted, still a playoff team by all. Def or by technical definitions, with the with the extended playoffs because of COVID, I think, and we saw it a lot with like the star guys like Christian Yelich, Chris Bryant with the Cubs, uh, Joey Votto with the Reds, and the list goes on and on. The struggles that a lot of these hitters had, trying to ramp up, stopping, and then in July starting to ramp up again, and just it didn't carry over. And I really would have liked to see what they this team would have been. I mean, you had opt outs on the team, you had you know all the sickness and everything like that too. Yeah, I I just I would have been really curious. Like I said, I don't know if they make the playoffs last year under the normal circumstances. I think they would have had a good. I think they would have had a better team than a sub five hundred team. Well, I mean, you also talk about Kane doesn't opt out, and and then he plays the whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't I don't know that. I think they probably would have made the playoffs, but. Definitely wouldn't have made it as far as they did. What? When did they make the uh, championship series? Uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah. No, right. I'm just like I said. I I I don't know what the team could have been. It been a, been really interesting. The other thing I'm really curious on, and I want to ask you guys about this, the Green Bay Packers. Now the Packers season didn't get shut down, per se. They were really the well. I guess baseball was too, but they were the first full off season under COVID protocol. So you had guys getting signed to teams that really couldn't come in for a visit. You had a draft where I'm really curious. I got to ask you guys this in just about a minute, but you had a draft where you couldn't meet with the players other than via zoom. Combine was different. Did the combine, the combine happened last year, right? No. Nope. Okay. So you had, you didn't have a combine. You're basing a lot of stuff on tape, which, you know, still tape doesn't lie. Tape and zoom calls. But you didn't know if there was going to be a college football season. So I'm I'm gonna ask you guys just point blank. Do you think in any re- regard that the Packers draft strategy, the Packers offseason strategy, would have been different had 
COVID not have been a thing? No. I think that they had such a high grade in Jordan Love. And again, we'll go back to it. I, if you like the Jordan Love pick or not, I mean, I think it's still. I think we can all agree too early to tell on Jordan Love, right? Yeah, he hasn't yeah. played. So we, I guess we don't really know anything about him. Um, I think that a high enough grade on him. I do think that. I think a lot of teams did. I just didn't think that they were in the position to take him. And I think Green Bay, again, we talked about it. They weren't, I think, the people they had on their board probably. The receivers they had on the board, I think, went earlier. And they kind of got caught with their pants down. And they weren't in love with the guys who were at the early second, like Claypool, Pittman. Yep, so they just kind of took him because they had a high grade on him. So I I truly think that he was probably the highest rated player on their board. Oh, I I bet you that he... I, somewhere between five and ten on their board. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that, saying that he was probably a top one of their top prospects on the board all yeah. as a, together. So I think that's what they just did, and I, so I don't think it would have really changed because I don't really think if we go back and look at last year's draft. I don't really think the draft order would have changed. People kind of drafted what they needed. I think it was kind of already determined kind of where people were going. There was no real big like, oh, that guy went there, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think they would have kind of shook out about the same. They might not have had to trade up to get him, but see, I'm because I bring this up, and I, I I don't even know where I fall on this, but I bring this up because if you look at maybe taking a gamble on a guy that maybe you wouldn't have necessarily seen on film, or a guy who went into the draft because you wouldn't know if you would see him on film or not, and like I said, I'm really curious where they went with that. You didn't have a pre, if you didn't know if you were gonna have a preseason to get these guys looks like. Did that affect? And I'm I'm curious, just like on on the front office perspective, of how that impacted guys that they brought into camp, and all that too. See, I just don't think it did. I think that they. Well, I think they still had like some pro days and stuff. To some extent, they yeah, did. Yeah, I think they did. So it's not like they went in completely blind. I mean, but a no, lot of these no, guys right. have tape that. I mean, and really, even the combine nowadays is more of. Uh, it's a formality, really. But. Well, it's more of a TV draw yeah, than not, necessarily. I mean, you got guys in fucking suits trying to beat, you know, 7.3 in a 40 time for fuck's sake. No, I, I, I agree. Like I said, my main, like I said, I'm really stupid. curious on what it would have been I mean, had they had, like, the like they would have known they would have had OTAs, had they known that they would have had. I think where it hurts, I think where it hurts right now for the Packers and, and this, if it would have played out perfectly. Especially in a year like like this year, where we're expecting so many quarterbacks to uh, kind of change places, is what would have happened if we sure we did trade up and we got Jordan Love, but he plays four preseason games, he's lights out in those preseason games, he sits a year under uh, under uh, Aaron Rodgers. You're potentially talking about a a, a good trade partner that in in where we could recoup. Some high draft value out of that. I truly think that's where it is right now. I don't, and and I think that's where it hurts the the Jordan Love pick. I don't I don't really know if we ever see Jordan Love as the actual starting quarterback of the Packers. I I, I right. as sitting today, I'm not sure that he'll ever be there. Bar injury, bar and even injury, I'm not sure if he's going to even be number two next year. Oh, I don't think they bring back. I I, I don't think they have an option. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, how much money do you have stuck in the quarterback position? You can't. 
Do we? I'm just saying. Are we sure you're that, not gonna pay a guy seven hundred thousand dollars? Because at this point, when you're already paying a guy five million. If I'm Green Bay, I try to move him this off season. I try to move Jordan Love for the sole purpose of right now he's that used or the new car one model year old. You're not gonna recoup everything, but you're gonna recoup enough because he hasn't played, and some teams gonna be like, "Oh, we'll trade you a second and a fifth. You know, I would Isn't take. That- Fifth could become a third if he starts seventy five percent of your season. So I think that that's probably if I'm Green Bay, that's what I'm trying to find right now. Someone's going to trade me a second rounder for him because they need to get better today. And Jordan Love, I this is probably the peak of his value, unless he plays lights out. And I think that he's still a little bit of a project. I think he still needs a little bit of work. So that's been the knock on yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, or you could just kick the tire down a year and say. You know, maybe he's lights out for in four preseason games and right. But you're betting this coming. You're year. betting on being lights out though. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't, if he doesn't play any games, he's not gonna lose any value. It's the same bet though, right? From last year to this year. He, but he has, like I said, he hasn't. No one knows. So no one but the Green Bay organization knows where he truly is, right? Yep. Yep. And I don't even know if Green Bay truly knows. I think they have a really good idea. I trust their scouting department enough. Mm-hmm. They're they're. Wasn't a huge fan of Jair. That turned out I was 100% right. I, right. I, I bashed that pick for a while. Right. Really? I'm still not a... I, I, wasn't, I wasn't either. They kind of drafted him high, and it seemed... Yep. Now, they were going to go after somebody else, but didn't the char- the Chargers stole... Well, wasn't uh, it was a safety? Perryman? No, I think it was a safety they, they chose ahead of him. And it went, like, two picks before him. And yeah. then they, I remember that, and I, I saw the... And then they, that was, like, one of those things where they got caught with their pants down, too. But, lo and behold, we got the better end of that deal, yeah. right? So we got a, the best cornerback in the I was league. wrong on that. I'm still not necessarily high on Rashawn Gary. I think he definitely made... He played well in stretches this year, which mm-hmm. I'm still happy about. So I'm good with Rashawn Gary. So, obviously, I think... Darnell Savage, too, is a first-round pick. I like Darnell Savage, though. I really like that. Thing. I thought that he was a good utility player. Yeah. That could play a couple different positions yeah. if you needed him to. So, but, yeah. Anyways, long story short. I, if I'm Green Bay, I'm Shane Jordan Love. I think you're looking at Derwin James, by the way. Yes. The Chargers. Yes, Safety that's what it was. Is that who went right before? Yes. Sire? Yeah, you had, you had a stretch, by the way, in that draft, where you had five pro ballers get picked in a row. You had Tremont Edmonds from the Bills. Stud. Derwin James, Jerry Alexander, Stud. Leighton Van Der Esch, and Frank Ragnow, char- or center for the Lions. Wait, did you just say Leighton Van Der Esch is a stud? I like Leighton Van Der Esch. Okay. If you can say healthy. Who does he play for? Cowboys. This isn't dumping on that pick. I'm not, I'm not even dumping on the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have... <laughs> I didn't mean to stir up that whole bottom <laughs> I think I like the, I love C D Lamb too. I think yeah. C D Lamb is an absolute Anyways, stud. There's I, so many Pro Bowlers from that draft. I, I, mean, I don't Mika, disagree. Mika I think, Fitzpatrick was in that draft. He was at eleven overall. Uh, th- the quarterbacks we already know about. I think we're Denzel just trying Ward. to kick the can down one year and hopefully uh um he lights it up in the four and maybe he's you you, you could even be talking about uh, before a, a trade deadline guy, you know? I don't see if Like, I go back to what I was saying. I don't know if I play him in the preseason. Because as soon as you drive that car off a lot, you're going to put miles on it. As soon as you put miles on, it's not worth anything. Yeah, anymore. I don't disagree with that that theory, but, I mean. As of right now, you have you to. Have, you have to. There's only two quarterbacks yeah. on roster right now. You you have I'm to. I'm not convinced that's going to stay that way, though. Well, I, 
they might even steal a guy in the seventh round or something. If, I, if I'm Green Bay today, I'm going to look to Sign back Manny Wilkins or whatever. I'm going to look to try to trade him before the draft. I'm trying to trade him right away. I don't think it happens. I don't, e- I don't either. No. If I'm the general manager, that's what I'm doing. No. I mean, yes, I, I would agree and if you can get a great deal for him, but I'm not going to give him up for two fourth-round picks either. I'm mean, really interested to see when – because we, we didn't really hear anything about him from the organization. We knew that he was there. Well, we, we heard after the season that it's going to be – I think they kind of they kind of said some things without saying them. They said that he needs to continue looking at the playbook, continue to grow, and it would be really exciting to see what he can do with actual reps. Yeah. Was the basis of what they said. But that's – that, and you know, for being in Green Bay – and that's the only thing we got on our first round pick, because that's really all the information we have on him, right? I mean, they never practiced open to the public. The media they, really see that's the other thing with how the Packers did COVID, with the COVID procedures. The media was allowed at training camp, but they couldn't talk about position battles. They really couldn't post video. I mean, just normally speaking, fans can't take video, and only select sessions can go out on video from the media sideline. That's just the training camp guidelines. It's kind of fun when you get, when you go on the sideline. They give you like what segments you can take pictures and video during. Mm-hmm. You get like a script and it changes day by day. But it's really, I mean, they really tighten it down. That's another thing I think. Like I said, with another COVID thing, there was no mini camps open to the public. You like I said, you you couldn't see anything, which and the and, media really couldn't report on anything. And people outside of Green Bay, so or any people I guess in Green Bay, training camp's a huge deal around here. Oh yeah, like you get. Me and Mel got sideline passes for training camp in 2015. Mm-hmm. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever seen. Oh, like, yeah. When Aaron Rodgers literally like walks out next to you in full pads, and you're like, I didn't think he was that big. You know, like, it, it's one of the wildest experiences. So go see the training camp in Green Bay when yeah. they reopen it. It's something cool. It's really cool, great for the fans. The bleachers. They, uh, the Green Bay really does training camp really they well. Do. Yep. You know, you've got they've got the Green Bay Press Gazette handouts with the rosters and all the different stories kind of coming in. They've got little player head fans. That that's another thing I missed out on this year. Didn't have any like little, you know, paper we, fans with a stick. We can make you some if you want. We could, but it's not the same, Ramsey. It's not the same <laughs> of Ramsey's face on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the same. Let me get you a cardboard cutout of me. Fathead. Remember when those were a thing? Yeah. I, I bet you they still are. I mean, they are. Like, they're out there. But I'm just saying, like, remember when they were, like, on every freaking commercial? Yeah. It was, fathead. get a fathead life-size replica of your favorite player. It was always Ben Roethlisberger, Hey, did too. you get your Tom Brady shirt yet? <laughs> it has not come yet. No. Good. <laughs> oh, Justin, I'm going to buy you one, buddy. <laughs> What's by the, I had a fathead, by the way. Oh. Actually, I had an Alex Morgan fathead. Alex Morgan. <laughs> My buddy Sean you're, got it for me for Christmas one year. You're a dirty man. Eric, no. Eric loves Alex Morgan. He loves yeah. some USA soccer. Alex Morgan's a national hero. She is. I would have done the Brandy Chastain. She's not an American hero. Not the same way as Alex Morgan. Nope. What? Not the same way as Alex Morgan. Are you kidding me? Didn't you kick the goal to win the cup? Not like Alex Morgan. <laughs> not like Alex Morgan. <laughs> Took off her shirt for Christ's sake. National hero. Alex Morgan, national hero. I think we're going in a different place with this. <laughs> we're not. She's an amazing player. She's oh, a, excellent. We're about the soccer here, Justin. No, she's 
incredibly talented. Yeah, you guys look like a bunch of lawn fairies, I know. Hey, hey, no, hey, hey, oh, hey. Back on mute. Someone got muted. And unbelievable. This is 2021. We're at show tolerance and great sports sucks. takes. This show sucks. This show does suck. All right, what's next? I think that's real. We really had on the agenda. You guys got anything else? You yeah. gonna behave? Yeah. I, I think you should leave on mute for a few more minutes. Yeah. He was trashing out for him. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey. So anyway. <laughs> now this. I, is... I think you could put on mute today. You didn't yet. Yet. I guess there's still time in the show. There is. We could. Should we let Justin back on yet? Yeah. He's over there. He's gonna land. <laughs> what do you got? What I was gonna say. Did you guys see? Uh, that the XFL and the CFL are talking about a merger? I did see that, actually. That would be awesome. You know, that's not that's one thing we really should have proposed back when we did our XFL episode. Right? Totally we blew my mind. We would have been mind. so freaking rich. Totally blew my mind. Yeah, that would be... Just, does anybody actually care about either one of those leagues? I think it would be great. I think, I mean, you're talking about a... a, a when I'm really a football starved. summer league? When I'm really football starved in the middle of summer, and there's nothing else on... And the Brewers had a day game. There's no NASCAR race. But if I would go outside and play. But if you, <laughs> I'd rather watch the CFL. But if, but if you think about it, especially when Johnny Football's not playing over there, this sure sucks. We should probably wrap it up, eh? See Canada. <laughs> Fuck your <eight>. Fuck Canada. <laughs> Send us some Labatt Blue. We'll drink it. Don't keep it. <laughs> All right. So that's episode 13 in the books. This is the Root for Wisconsin show. We always welcome your comments and suggestions. So if you do think maybe we should talk about some fishing or something Wisconsin-related in the culture, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. What about if they suggest a guest for us? Yeah, if you got if I got ideas for guests, we'd love to hear them. We still got some Facebook contests open with guessing Justin's baby name. You guys are not hitting that right now. I mean, I don't that think we've dead. had a guest. This thing's dead. Yeah. We have not we had a guest spice in that two up a weeks. Bit. We might have to spice that up a little bit. I think what we should also Maybe do... Maybe one of these bobbleheads. I got one more. We should also do is, come draft time, somebody can guess the Packers first round pick. We get some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so episode 13 in the books, broadcasting from the Your True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm Eric. For Ramsey and Justin, we are signing off. Great episode, boys. And hit us with those comments. Yeah, hit us messages, comments, you name it. We'll talk about it. And Ramsey and I get enough monkey fight, knife fight tattoo. See ya. Bye.